the Lord, church. Praise the Lord, church. Can we stand to our feet? Can we just put our hands together? Anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Come on, church, I can't hear you. Is there anybody grateful to be in the house this morning? If you woke you up this morning, put your hands together. If he placed you in your right mind, put your hands together. Hallelujah. The Lord is great. The Lord is great. His mercy is everlasting. We're just so grateful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. How many know we're standing on the promises of God? Hallelujah. Let's worship and praise the Lord this morning. We worship you, Jesus. We're standing on his promises. In him we have a confidence. He won't fail. Can I see the hands in the room? Come on. Clap your hands this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your promise. We bless your name. He will go.
If God woke you up this morning, you should be giving God some praise. If He woke you up this morning, He should give God some crazy praise. God won't fail. He won't let you down. He won't fail. God don't believe in fail. Oh, come on now. If you believe in God, we should not have to pump you up to give God some praise. Praise should be in your mouth. Hallelujah. I said God can't fail. Man may fail, but God can't fail. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I said God can't fail. My God. Sister Wyatt was teaching this morning that stand on the word of God. Amen? Because God will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. Sometimes we get a little timid and not trust in God's word. But we have to hear from God. And understanding that it's God that can control all things. We had such an awesome time yesterday. I said we had such an awesome time yesterday. This probably was this was one of the best dinners that we have ever had. And somehow you have doubt like God is not going to provide. And I and we're trying to figure out my wife was like, "Don't worry, it's going to work itself out." And I'm talking to the planning committee and sister why we it, it worked out. We didn't even have enough money. We didn't the menu didn't make sense. It just didn't make sense. How are we gonna feed all these people? But God won't fail. It was just so awesome. So many people giving, so many people out serving. It was just so overwhelming. I couldn't even sleep last night. It was, I was gonna see what God has done. It's not by our might, but it's by God's power. Understanding he can do greater above all we can think. So I want to give God some praise just for that. Amen. He won't fail. My God, the the the, the love. Just the love. The people felt the love. Amen. It was genuine. And I just want to give you a scripture before we pray. Um, the Bible says, Now Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And then he said, This is the first and great commandment, And the second one is like unto, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Amen. I really felt that yesterday. Now, we think it's our neighbor next door. 
but your neighbor is the people that we serve every day. Amen? So in our prayer, we want to pray for uh, my, my cousin, her, her grandson. His name is Prince Overton. He's having some kid. He has a kidney infection. So we want to pray for him. We want to pray for uh, Kalia Kalina. Hope I'm saying that right. We want to keep her in prayer. She's having surgery. And we want to pray for our brother Jones and that God will give him a, cover him and give him a speedy recovery. Amen? Amen. So let's take the hand of your neighbor. Amen? The power of prayer. There's so much power in prayer. Amen? Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all bow our heads and close our eyes. Sometimes we got to remove all distractions. And I want you to, that's a soul in your hand, the person that you're holding. I believe there's some things that needs to be set free. Some things that are bound that needs to be loose and set free. Amen? But we have power in this place. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, you're so wonderful. Father, forgive us for our shortcoming. Every sin, God, that we have committed, knowingly and unknowingly, God, put those things behind us once again. In the name of Jesus, Oh, God, we need a move, oh, God, from you today. Lord God, somebody in this place needs, oh, God, to be set free. Somebody, God, needs to be healed. Somebody, God, needs to be delivered. Lord God, release, oh, God, your divine power in this place. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, loose, change, remove. In the name of Jesus, whatever the need may be, I pray, God, you know the need. Do it in this place. Change, oh God. Remove, oh God. Rebuke, oh God. Whatever the need may be, move in this place. Change, oh God. Deliver, set free. Lord God, we need you in this place. Hallelujah. We need you in this place. We need you in this place. We need you in this place. Move in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Continue to bless his name in this place right now. Continue to play, praise him. Continue to praise him right now. Continue to praise him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if there's any Pentecostals in the room this morning that can go back with us this morning. Can we put our hands together? Come on. Clap your hands. Come on, everybody.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What do you want the Lord to say? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. His name is Jesus. It's Jesus in the morning. It's Jesus in the noontime. It's Jesus in the evening. It's Jesus when the sun comes up. It's Jesus when the sun goes down. It's Jesus all the time. I love the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. You may be seated for just a couple of minutes or so. Amen. We want to take this time out. Amen. Praise and worship. We want to thank you for pouring out and ministering this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We want to welcome everyone that is in the house of God this morning to praise and to worship the Lord with us. We're truly serving an awesome God who is worthy to be praised. Amen. We're so glad that whenever the doors are open, whenever we get the chance to be in His presence, we can be in His presence because it's only in His presence you can get fullness of joy. Amen. It's in His presence that you will get strength. Amen. It's in only in His presence when you're weak, when you're down, you can be rejuvenated. Amen. You can be sustained. It's only when you're in His presence, it will keep you and protect you. Amen. I'm so glad that I'm in His presence this morning. For in His presence, there is fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. We're serving a God that is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We welcome everyone this morning. Amen. We're going to ask all our guests that are here for the first, second, and third time if you can stand so we can recognize you, all our guests and visitors. If you're here for the first, second, and third time, we're going to invite you to stand with us, to stand so we can recognize you. Amen. We thank you for coming out this morning. We thank you for being a part of Christ and the church. Anything that we can do or help you with your walk with the Lord, just don't hesitate. Let us know. We're here for you. And we're so glad that you're here to worship with us this morning. Amen. Our online congregation, we thank you for tuning this morning. Lord bless you. You may be seated. Amen. We're so glad to be in this present one more time. Truly, we're serving an awesome God. Amen. And everyone said it's offering time. Come on, it's offering time. Hallelujah. This is another part of the service where we get our blessing. Amen. And we're going to invite you to stand. Amen. Amen. If you want to give electronically this morning, you can go to the back. Amen. We have our uh, sister Haska back there to help you with our online um, collection. If you want to give via uh, visa, whatever, credit card. Amen. We have our ushers here if you need an envelope. Amen. Feel free to um, come up and ask them for an envelope. We're going to invite everyone one more time to stand with us. Amen. As we continue to worship the Lord this morning. If you're able to stand, amen. We're going to invite you to stand one one more time as we pray and ask the Lord's blessing upon the offering as we receive it this morning. Father God, we love you. 
We thank you for your presence, Lord God. We thank you for what we already felt in this place, oh God. You're truly a great and mighty God. We thank you for your blessing, oh God, spiritually and financially. Father God, as you are about to give back a portion of what you have given unto us throughout the course of this week, oh God, we ask you, Lord God, that you will increase it, Lord God. We ask you to touch every giver this morning, Lord God. Bless every person, those who have to give, those who have not likewise. Help them, Lord God, that they will give if they don't have it to give. They will give their heart to you today. Father God, we ask you to continue to bless us. We ask you to anoint the men of God as they come to preach this morning. We ask your will to be done. Not our will, but thy will be done. Have your way. I was, we come in this portion of service one more time in your hand. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Bring your tithes and offering unto the Lord. Continue to worship the Lord with us. In Jesus' name.
love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We welcome all of you to Christ Center Church, where Christ is our central focus. Amen. So good to see all of you. Just for a moment, I would be remiss if I did not do this. I would like for all of our volunteers from last night to quickly come to the front. Here, meet me right here. All of our volunteers from last night, if you can just quickly come to the front and meet me right here, I would really appreciate it. Caught you off guard, I know. Got to be ready. Got to be ready. Why y'all facing me? Yeah, I know, but you got I didn't call you to face me. Amen. 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 So Brother Calvin arranged, organized for us to serve the folks at the rescue mission in Trenton, New Jersey. It's an annual thing that we had started way back when. And he continued to keep it going for all that time. And we go into the rescue mission. Folks donate money, food. Some people cooked. And we go into the rescue mission with all the food. And all of these folks that are here, we served the entire rescue mission community. Everyone that is inside the rescue mission that have a place there, we serve them. They came into the, the hall where they eat, and they took a seat. We didn't have them come up and get their plates. They had a seat. And from the kitchen, there were plates shared. Folks up here shared it in the kitchen, put it on a tray, and took it out and served. We had people that cleaned the tables. We had people that uh, just served. Oh, <laughs> My wife looked back and said, security. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you who's the, the security around here. Because <laughs> if I tell you who's security, you'll know security. I don't want you to know security. So when you act up, security just get right on you. Can you step outside for me, brother? <laughs> you won't know security. Security is going to tell you, step outside if you act up. But all of these fine people gave up their time. We were at the rescue mission from 4 p.m. till about 7.30 or later at the Rescue Mission in Trenton, and they donated their time, their money, they, their effort, their cooking skills, their serving skills, and they serve the community down there. And we ought to thank them and appreciate them because it's a job well done. Thank you all for what you do. I know the folks there felt your love because you didn't do it for any other reasons other than you love God and you can't help yourself but to love people when you love God. And so because they love God and they love the people there, and I'm sure the people there felt their love, we didn't do it for accolades. They didn't do it for recognition. They just did it because they love God. And I'm so proud to be a part of this church and proud to be a part of you in what God is doing in you and through you to be a blessing. Thank you so very much for your commitment and all your effort and all your money and all your time. God bless you. Thank you.
Thank you so much. That was outstanding. And it's always, you know, we never realize this as much that as you bless someone, you're blessed. It's a two-way street. God always intended for things to go back and forth, not just one way. And sometimes you would be amazed to know the things that will bless your life. Because we're just so programmed to always worry about what we get out of the deal. What do I get out of the deal? And when we are so programmed like that, we always figure out what we should do or what we shouldn't do. Because we most likely won't do the things that we can't see immediate return on. And going down, as I mentioned to Brother Calvin last night, going down to the rescue mission, when we go into the nursing homes, and when we go into the prisons, those are ministries that you never get recognized for, except for when God blesses you. And you have to really, truly uh, just love God and trust God to get involved in ministry like that because you realize that you're not getting any recognition from man you'll get recognition from God. And if that suffice, then you will get into that. And so I just thank God for all of you who are willing to commit and let God use you. Thank you so very much again for your effort. Uh, Friday, December the 1st, our young adults are having a session, Healthy Boundaries. Is it going to be here? Okay, it's going to be here at 730, Healthy Boundaries, Friday, December the 1st. And so if you are between the age of? 18 to 35, we want you to come and be a part of Healthy Boundaries. Uh, Meeting with all youth parents next Sunday after church. So all of the parents of um, youth, what's the youth age? That's your meeting with the parents. 2 to 17. Okay. So we probably want to call, I know you don't want to call them the children, but, but, but it, we got to make some separation here because the, well, it is separated young adults and youth. Okay. All right. Okay. So the, the youth from children's ministry from the ages of two through 13, 17. Okay. Uh, two to 12. Okay. And, and the youth. 13 to 17. So the youth, next Sunday after church, the Haskers would like to meet with the parents. And then Friday, December 1st, young adults, which is from 18 to 36, healthy boundaries, 730. I hope I got that right. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) Well, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And... You know, Thanksgiving is still true to it. All the other holidays, they kind of mixed up with a lot of stuff. But Thanksgiving, you can't do a whole lot more than give thanks and appreciate the people around you and eat good and just thank God for all of his goodness and all that he's doing. So I always appreciate Thanksgiving. Amen. And so for all of you, I I thank God for you, and I'm glad that you had a great Thanksgiving. And um, that God has just been good to you. Um, I want to say to our guests, we welcome you to Christ Center Church. Thank you for coming out this morning. You didn't have to. But, um, Carl, I want to let you know 
Um, I say this all the time, that when you come to church, I know we always, we don't always understand how God works, but Satan, the devil, does not want you to come to church. So when you come to church, it's always, you can bank it, that it's a work of God in the background how you got here. God may use people. He may use circumstance. He can use anything he needs to because everything is under his authority. And he can use whatever he wants to to do whatever he has to get done. And so when you get to church, when you get into the building, into a place like this where they're worshiping and praising the Lord, that you can write down and says, I remember one day God did this in my life. He got me to go to church. And so to our guests today, understand, God got you to come to this church. It wasn't us. It wasn't the people who invited you. It was the Lord himself. He just uses people to do what he needs done at times. And so you're here because it's the will of God. God orchestrated it. And so just know for sure that's why you're here. It's not because of anyone else. It's because God loved you that much that God wants you to be here so you can hear his word that will help you when you leave here today. Somebody say amen. If you would stand with me and turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 1 and um, You can look on the screen if you'd like. Um, As I was ministering this past Wednesday night, I really felt like there was so much more that God wanted me to say. I could not say all of it in that service. And so I feel like this is a continuation of Wednesday night uh, Bible study. I feel like um, this is going to help us, but it's connected to Wednesday night. And so I believe with the help of the Lord this morning, uh, you will hear from the Lord and he will help you to move forward in your relationship with him. I will say this. Put this in your mind. Before you leave here today, the Lord Jesus Christ wants you to get closer to him. That's why this message is being preached. Before you leave here today, you have to somehow get in tune with the Lord, somehow get connected with the Lord to understand that the Lord wants all of us to get closer to him. Nobody loves you more than the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody will treat you better than the Lord Jesus Christ will treat you. Nobody will take care of you like the Lord Jesus Christ will take care of you. And he loves you above everybody else. And so what he wants from you will bless your life and will help you to live, as they like to say these days, help you to live your best life. People go around talking about I'm living my best life. You can't live your best life without Jesus. He designed your life. He created you. You can't live better on your own, on your own intellect, your own understanding, learning from other people better than if you go to the source, the one who gave you breath, the one who created you. That's the way you live your best life. So if you try to live your best life and and, and just, you know, get a little here and a little there from Christ, you're not living your best life. You're living beneath the life that you can live. But if you will let God have all of you, he will help you to live your best life that you can ever live. Romans chapter 1. Hallelujah. Verse number 20. It says this. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power 
and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible men and to birds and four-footed, four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. There's a whole lot of stuff going on right there. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. This, God just worked me over Wednesday night. I, I just, it just kept going and going. I could have went all night long. But sometimes we make God and his word out to be so, you know, in, all encompassing and and. and Almost like we think that it's so hard to understand it. Well, since Wednesday to today, I'm giving you some easy stuff that will take you far in God, but they're simple. They're not difficult. They're not confusing. It's simple. And this text say, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him, not as God. That is very key. And so this morning, I'm going to preach to you on this topic. Glorify God. Just that simple. Glorify God. As we go to God in prayer, I want you to remember David Sharp. He's coming along, but there's still ways to go. Pray for their church. What's the name of their church, Brother Sharp? What is it? Covenant of Praise Church. Remember that church. They're under attack. The enemy is attacking them. But guess what? The enemy don't attack anything that he's not afraid of. He only attacks what he's afraid of. And so he's attacking that church. And so sickness is not only on uh, David Sharp, but it's on the pastor as well. And probably some other people they are battling. So uh, pray for Covenant of Praise Church as we go to the Lord right now. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the mighty acts and the powerful works that you're doing in the earth. We thank you for what have transpired in this house this morning. But Lord, we know before we leave here today, we're going to draw closer to you. We're going to know you in a more intimate way. We're going to make up in our minds to serve you like we've never served you. Be more determined to praise and magnify you more than we've ever done. I pray for every person that is sick in their body in this house this morning. That by your stripe they will be healed. That even now as I 
speak, Lord God. Healing is flowing into the bodies of the people that are here today and those that are not here that need healing. Oh, God, let the healing virtue of God flow into their bodies that they will be whole, that they will be healed and strengthened and be made new in their body. I pray this morning that you'll anoint me and use me in a mighty powerful way and that the word of God will go forth and accomplish your will. Father, I pray for David Sharp this morning that you will continue, Lord, to heal his body, touch his mind, and make him whole like only you can. We pray for Covenant of Praise Church that they will stand tall and, Lord, not be intimidated, not be intimidated by the enemy, but more determined and more committed to the work of God. Bless them, Lord. Open doors and make a way for them, Lord, as we give you the praise and all of the honor for there is none like you for all these things we pray in Jesus' name. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Glorify God. The first thing I want you to know is this. Glorify God is not a statement. It's instructions. Glorify God is not just a statement I'm making here this morning, but it's instruction that I'm giving you. Glorify God. And maybe you don't know what to do to glorify God right now, but I pray to God that before we're through today, you will know what it means to glorify God. No one can legitimately say, I don't know about God or that God doesn't exist. Nobody. Nobody can say, I don't know anything about God or I don't know if God exists. Oh, you know he exists and you know something about him. I didn't ask you about deep stuff. I just say something. The Bible says only a fool says in his heart there's no God. And you're not a fool. Right? So I know you know about God. God created the world with natural processes, with definition that reveals who he is. He created the world with cause and effects. So to think that you can live in this world, understand nature how it is, and think, oh well, it's just the world, it's just what it is. Something is going on there. And I'll tell you what it is in a second. In the same way that observing a painting leads a person to conclude that there is an artist. So to observe the tremendous creation of this world is to conclude that there is a supreme creator. We lie to ourselves when we tell ourselves, well, I don't know if there's really a God. When you see a painting, do you say, well, couldn't nobody drew that? How did that painting get painted? Nobody? 
Well, if we believe the paintings that we see, that somebody painted that picture, then we ought to understand that somebody created this world. It didn't just appear all by itself because it has too much definition. It has too many cause and effects to think that our world just bang and it happened. With knowledge comes responsibility. And for some of us, we don't want to know because we don't want no responsibility. Knowledge influences our behavior positively and negatively. Our denial of our own awareness of God is what leaves us without excuse for not responding to him. So we think because we deny that God exists that we can get by and not have to be responsible to respond to him. I don't believe God exists. Well, you're saying that because if you ever go the other way, you're going to have to be responsible because you have knowledge. And knowledge will make you respond negatively or positively. When the Apostle Paul says in Romans that men knew God, he is describing just knowledge, but not an intimate knowledge that can save, but just awareness. He's not talking about you got an intimate relationship with God, because before your relationship with God can become intimate, you have to have an awareness of who he is. So Paul was describing an awareness of God. Watch this. That if we suppressed that awareness, we will live in deception. We will live with lack of true knowledge. And we cannot be saved if we suppress the truth that God exists. The awareness that God has given us, that he exists. If we suppress, that's what's going to jam us up. And so many of us have suppressed that. And we say, well, I don't know. Well, here's something to think about. There's some things in your life you didn't know, but you went and found out. Because you felt like you needed to know. Uh Uh-huh. And so there is no excuse to say, Well, yeah, I can see that there's a God. He created this world, but I'm good. That's just you choosing to not acknowledge his awareness, to not not follow through and investigate, to say, well, let me see what this is all about. All of creation are aware of God. Some suppress that awareness, but some respond to that awareness. So you want to know what's the difference in our world today with some people living for God and some not living? Some have chose to suppress that God exists and that he's real and others decide, I know he's real. I'm aware of his realness and his power. I'm aware that the breath that is in me came from him. I understand that the sun shines because of him. I understand that the rain falls because of him. I understand that I live and move because of him. And so you live your life that way. 
You didn't suppress it. So I'm here to help you. If you've been living a life suppressing the awareness that God exists, you don't have to do that anymore. The scripture says when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. That is so powerful. They suppressed their awareness of God. They were supposed to glorify him, but they did not because they suppressed their awareness of God. We can say whatever we want, but the just God that we know and serve, he would not create you and make you not be aware of him. I'll go down this road. There are some of us, when we were born, we never really got to know our fathers. Walk out of our life, never really came to the place of knowing him. You can choose to say, I forget about him. I don't care. But while you're doing that, there's still something in you that still want to know about him. Because you're going to start to exhibit behaviors that you don't see in your mother. And you're going to wonder, why am I doing this? Why does this happen to me? And so you're going to have this, this, this awareness that I know my daddy exists. Even though he's abandoned me, I know he exists. You know that. And you can choose to go find your daddy and ask him, why did you do this? Or you can just decide, I ain't messing with that joker. But Jesus is not like your daddy. You better go find out about him. Because he ain't never abandoned you. He never abandoned us. He says, I will be with you always until the end of the earth. Jesus has never and will never abandon us. What will stop us from going to find out what it is about him that tells me about me? To glorify God is to praise God. To glorify God is to applaud him. To glorify God is to honor him. A lot of times we honor, oh yes, we stand and we clap because we're giving honor to someone. To glorify God is to honor him. To glorify God is to recognize him for who he is. To glorify God is to praise him with words or with songs. To magnify, to glorify, to express gratitude. That's how we glorify God. And so it's no wonder why so many of us are struggling and suffering. Because we didn't glorify him as God. We're not glorifying him as God. Yeah, I know God exists. Yeah, I believe God created everything. Yeah. You might acknowledge that, but you're not responding to that. Hebrews 13 and 15 says this. By him, therefore... Let us offer the sacrifice of praise 
to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But watch this. But to do good and to communicate, forget not to do that. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. What is the sacrifice? God is well pleased with the sacrifice of praise. God is well pleased when we glorify him. God is well pleased when we give him honor. God is well pleased when we sing and praise his holy name. God is well pleased. The word praise is found 248 times in the Bible. That's one praise for each bone of the human body. The human body have 206 bones, I believe. And, and, and the word praise shows up in the Bible over 248 times. That's telling us something. Each of us was made for praise. Martin Luther restated a biblical truth. That is, that the Old Testament system of priests and sacrifices was rendered obsolete by Jesus Christ. His precious blood did away with an old way of praise. No longer is there a veil in the temple separating us from God. We can come boldly before his presence to find help in a time of need. But as the priest of the Old Testament, we can carry into his presence the sweet incense of worship and praise. Our primary purpose of existence is to be a people of praise. I told the leadership this morning, I told the leadership this morning, as we prayed before we came out here, I said, God just reminded me of this. It's something that he put in my heart years ago. And it's why I'm standing here today. And what God reminded me of is that I chose God over myself many years ago. And I'm sharing with you today, if you're going to live your best life, choose God over yourself. I've lived for God long enough to see some people decide, Brother Wood, I just can't put up with this anymore. And when they say I can't put up with this anymore, the decision that they have to make to stop putting up with that is going to cause them to fracture their relationship with God. When you can't put up with anything anymore and the solution will cause you to walk away from God a little bit or fracture your relationship with God, you better put up with it if you want to live your best life. But many has decided that I just can't. You just chose you over God. And if you know the God that I know, you will realize that that's an easy decision to choose God over self. Y'all ain't getting that part because that's hard. Without God's breath in your body, how you living? How you living? 
You ready for this one? And you can drop down and die right now, and I can come and lay hands on you and pray, and you raise right back up. Why, do you, why would you want to be in control of that when the one that has given life, that has the power over life, that keeps breath in your lungs, that keeps your body, that keeps your mind, the one who can deal with your soul, why would you even worry about, oh, I got to protect my life? You ain't got no power to protect your life. You don't have what you need to protect. You know how many people wish they could protect their life? So as hard as it might sound, just hear this preacher today. Choose God over self. But understand this. All right, let me, because, you know, I got to preach with incentive. Unfortunately, that's just what we deal with. People need incentives. Here's the incentive to choose God over self. God loves you more than you love you. In case you think the preacher is crazy, I just gave you the incentive why you choose God over self. Because God loves you more than you love self. Because some of the things we have done to self, you, God wouldn't do that to you. That's why you choose God over self. Because God loves you. More than you love you. Why am I dealing with this? We love him because he first loved us. And here is the truth. God is love. So you don't even know love. I don't know love. Didn't know love until we come to know God. So a lot of times what we think is love is really not love because if you know God, that's when you know love. Only when you know God, you know love. So as you walk around in your mind, in your life, Whatever you think you're doing in expressing love, you got to ask yourself, is this from me or is this from God? Because that's how you know you're loving the way God is. Not according to your good deeds, but according to who God is. And that's why I'm telling you, he loves you more than you love you. I will venture to say, mothers don't stone me for saying this. Got to say mothers, not even fathers. Mothers don't stone me for saying this. I would venture to say as much as you love your child, I don't know if you would have went through what Jesus went through to save your child. I know y'all love y'all children. Y'all do crazy things for y'all children. But the stuff that he went through was crazy. I mean, what they took him through and he did it. For you, and you still want to argue about you love you more than God love you? I'd rather put my life in the hands of God than in the hands of myself. Because God loves me more than I love myself. Our primary 
purpose of existence is to be a people of praise. Every gift we possess, every talent we hold, every trial we endure, all are designed to kindle praise in our hearts for our God who created us. Praise is no sideline occupation. It is a primary purpose of each believers of Christ. You and I are priests of praise. We're not secretaries of praise. We're not taking notes about how praise go. We're not looking around to see how praise work. No, we are supposed to be praising the almighty God and not taking notes of how to praise him. We're priests of praise. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 9, the scripture says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, unholy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which is in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Royal priesthood. Royal priesthood and priests are praisers, not secretaries of praise. A believer who doesn't praise is like a teacher who doesn't teach, a singer who doesn't sing, a musician who doesn't play. We do all for the glory of God. And so if God called us praisers, if God created us to give him praise, to glorify him, then we better be like the singers when they sing. We better be like the musicians when they play. We better use what God has given us to give back to him. There are no exceptions to praise. The psalmist tells everything that have breath to praise the Lord. The writer of Hebrews said that praise is the fruit of our lips. Praise is the lifeblood of the saints of God. Praise tunes us into God's world. Can I tell you this? Whatever you put your efforts into, that's the kind of energy that flows back into your life. You don't believe me? Y'all post on Facebook all the time. I ain't dealing with no toxic people. I'm staying away from the toxic people. Why? Why are you staying away from toxic people? Because if you go around that toxic energy, that toxic energy get on you. So what do you think if you stay around the energy of God? If you give God the energy that, that is in you, if you put effort. See, a lot of times we're not putting any effort into praising God. I, just, I told you all Wednesday, I'm just going to start to preach to you all the way I need to. Just straightforward. When y'all come to church, 
and you know who you are. So don't take it personal if it's not you. When y'all come to church, when y'all hear hard preaching, y'all don't want to stay in church. So sad. The stuff that God tried to tell us to change our life, we turn, we turn them off or tune them out. What is wrong with us? So this preacher, the way I am, you know what I'm going to tell you? So why even bother put your clothes on and drive up here? Why, why even do it? Why even bother coming in this building if you're going to tune God's word out? Because the only way God's going to save you is by his word. I learned over the years, I, I smiled because some good preachers back in the day used to get so frustrated when he ministered to people that they wasn't responding that they started speaking their own words. They got so frustrated because of the lack of response that they started speaking their own words. And you know what I've learned over the years? Before I got here, this is why y'all would never get me to do that. If God's word can't save you, mine sure can't. You will never get me to get up here and fuss with you and cuss at you. Because if God's word can't do it, who am I? I am no comparison to God. And so if y'all don't respond to God, ain't nothing I can do. Now, I will tell you this. I go pray and feel bad and say, God, they look like they didn't respond, like they didn't care about the word of God today. I do go and say that, but I'm not going to take it out on you. I'm not going to be fussing with you. Because the bottom line is we can only be saved by his word, not by the preacher's word. And if the preacher preaches his word, you won't get saved. So if the preacher preached a word that makes you feel good and not God's word, you're in trouble. So if you find a church where the preacher's preaching just the stuff you like to hear, you're in trouble. You can't get to heaven just by hearing good stuff. This is all about, this is all encompassing. You're going to hear some stuff that you like, but you're going to hear some stuff that challenges you that make you feel terrible. Spare the rod. Ain't no spoiled kids going to be in heaven. Ain't no spoiled children going to heaven. So you can be spoiled with your family, but you're not going to get to heaven and be spoiled with God. God will not take any spoiled children to heaven. He will take obedient children to heaven, not spoiled children. And remember, spoiled children, they're disobedient. They just have temper tantrum and they don't want to listen. God not taking spoiled children to heaven with him. You're going to have to be obedient. Praise Help us tear down strongholds. You know what's the stronghold for a stronghold? Self. Praise help you tear down self. Praise bring us into closer fellowship with God. Praise has power. It drives away things that attacks us. Praise bring unity. Praise help us keep our minds right. Stay on him. Praise lift our hopes. Praise glorifying God. For when they knew God, they glorified him not. I hope you didn't miss that. That that when you get the awareness of God, if you just sit on God, yeah, I know God is good. Yeah, I know God has been gracious. Yeah, I know God. And you just sit and that's all you're saying. You are just like one of those people that was Paul was writing about. When they knew God, they glorified him not as God. I'm jumping ahead of myself. But can you imagine 
when we stand before God that we honor and praise our favorite athlete. We honor and praise our favorite sports team. We honor and praise those who we think is the greatest to us. You know, we honor and praise our children. We honor and praise, and, and we show excitement and energy towards that. But God, yeah, God, I know you're good, and we just sit there. People will praise, but who will they praise? People gather together frequently for sporting events to lift their voice in a roar, to praise their favorite athlete or sports team. What should the people of God do knowing what God has done for us? Oh, boy. Nothing generates blessings like praise. The healthiest Christian praise God persistently. God invites us to praise him. Watch this. It's not that God needs our praise, but we need to praise. When we praise God and when we praise God and enjoy him, we find fulfillment. That's a sacrifice of praise. We offer it to God, but it is we who benefit from the praise. Gotta always preach to y'all and give y'all something for yourself, huh? The Old Testament sacrifices reveal this. The priests would offer up sacrifices. On the brazing altar. Listen to me carefully. This is Old Testament days, right? Then they were permitted to eat the best cuts of meat. God did not eat the meat. Man did. The sacrifice to God was enjoyed by those who sacrificed. I'm preaching to you something that will help you. That I know about that you probably didn't know that when you praise God, you receive something from it. God don't need anything to sustain him. That's why he's God. Everything else that exists needs something to sustain it. Whatever it came from, it needs that thing to sustain it. Fish need water to sustain it. The trees need dirt to sustain it. Humans need God to sustain them. And God don't need anything or anybody to sustain him. So our praise don't do nothing for God. <laughs> nothing. So for some of us, that's, you know, smart Alex, we sit back. Well, if God wants, why God wants us to praise him? I mean, he God. He don't want you if you don't want to. Because it don't help nobody but you. <laughs> The more we find reason to praise God, the more we become what he wants us to be. I got to say that again. The more we find reasons to praise God, the more we become what he wants us to be so we can live our best life. I got to throw that in because every time I say that, you know, I got to give you some kind of incentive. Because y'all don't move these days. I was just telling them this morning in our leadership meeting that back when we first started going to church, 
in the 90s, mid-90s, we started going to church. We had six services a week. Three Sunday services. Six. We were six. You hear me? The only day off we had was Monday evening. Every other day we were in church doing something. Some of y'all would have been, I don't know. And that's why I'm sitting around some days saying, y'all can't, all y'all doing is Sunday? That's it? I'm just, I'm that, don't, don't mind me because you're going to do whatever you want. I'm just saying. I was hitting it six days a week and on Sundays three times. And y'all barely can do one. Struggle to do Sunday. And if I go too long, y'all start going to the restroom. This don't change in life. The more you put in, the more you get out. That ain't never going to change. They said for someone to become an expert in anything, you got to put in 10,000 hours. How long is it going to take you to put 10,000 hours in church? Y'all don't want to talk to me. Because I, you know I just give it to you straight. I'm trying to help. I'm not trying to make you feel good. When, when, I, get down, when I get done, I'll come make you feel good. That's me. But while I'm up here, I got to do what Jesus wants me to do. So I'll do what Jesus wants me to do when I'm in here. And when I'm done, I come and say, you know I love you, sis. You know I love you, bro. Because I'm going to love you. But I'm not the shot caller as to what happens to you. You and Jesus are. The two of you working together determine what happens to your life. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the communicator. I'm just the echo of God. And so I just echo his word. I'm not coming up with my own words. I'm echoing the word of God. All you can learn about the future, watch this, is pointless if it hasn't led you to praise God. Come on, say it again. My wife said that, so I got to say it again. All you can learn about the future is pointless if it hasn't led you to praise God. Watch this. History. History is his story. So let's not worry about the future. Let's not worry about history. We ought to worry about right now. And God says that we must glorify him because if we glorify him not, we will experience the kind of outcast that we would not be able to fathom. We don't have time, watch this, to focus on ourselves. When you focus on yourself, that's self-pity. We will focus on God because when we focus on God, we will give him praise. We don't know who the Antichrist is, but we know who Jesus Christ is. We always worry about stuff that don't have anything to do with our eternal life in Christ. We're always worried about situations that don't get us any closer to God. Why don't we start worrying about the things that get us closer to God? Why don't we worry about the things that will bless our life and the things that curse our life? 
Men, when people refuse to recognize God as creator, they will fail to glorify or thank him for his blessings. Mm -hmm. When they neglect God, they open the doors to evil. This is why God say, if you go back to the text that we read when we opened, it says, for when they knew God, they glorified him not. And it says, and their foolish heart was darkened. So when we neglect to glorify God, when we refuse to praise God, it takes us down the wrong path. To omit what is good inevitably leads to committing what is evil. Ingratitude may seem like a small thing, but it begins the downward spiral of depravity. Ingratitude. Because we talked about that the other night. When you feel entitled, and Americans usually feel entitled, you're born in this country or you're spending time in this country any amount of time, after a while you start feeling entitled. And you don't have gratitude. You think whatever happens, it's supposed to happen. And you don't realize that things have been done for you because God made it possible. To forget to praise God for all he is and all he has done reveals dangerous self-centeredness. The cause or causes, this causes futile thinking and planning, darkness, pride, blindness, finally total departure from God when we refuse to glorify him. When God is declared absent in humans' thoughts, humans lose much more than they bargain for. When we don't glorify him as God, when we just sit on God, when we abandon God, we lose our standard or reference point from which to work. When anything goes, everything is futile. I'm finishing. Having the knowledge and awareness of God must influence us to glorify God. Can I tell you a secret? To glorify God is not like in the world. You know, in the world, if you don't know how to dance real good, people look at you kind of strange. Carl, when you're in the church and, and you glorify God, nobody don't care how it looks. Some people, Carl, when they glorify God, they run around. Some people, when they glorify God, Carl, they roll around in their nice clothes, just rolling around, rolling around. Some people, when they glorify God, Carl, they just start shouting like they're crazy. You're like, well, are you okay over there? Don't even pay them no mind. That's their way of glorifying God. There is no set way to glorify God. As long as your actions and your words are toward him, that's how you glorify God. And so we don't worry about how nobody glorify God. You ain't got to be able to do the latest dance to glorify God. The Bible says... The ways of the transgressors, the ways of the transgressors are hard. And we don't want to believe that. 
I just, just, I just gave you a little bit of idea that when you live in society and not living for God, you got to keep up with the trends. Which one of you go to, go to parties and dance and you don't know how to just hit the right move and the right steps? You ain't dancing if you don't know how to do it. You're in bondage and don't even know it. Because you can't, you can't get on dance floor and dance if you don't know how to do the right moves. And that's what we live in our life for. <laughs> can't get out there because you know they're going to talk about you. She got out there trying to dance and she couldn't even dance. And she knows she couldn't dance in them heels. I don't know why she didn't try to take them off. That's the kind of stuff we, that's kind of stuff we, when you live in the world, that's what goes on. And when you're in God's church, God's house, you can kick off your high heels and run around here with no shoes on and nobody cares. Because you're glorifying God. Knowing that God exists is just not enough. You hear me? Knowing that God exists is just not good enough. You know, let me say this before. I'm getting ready to close. I'm, I'm getting ready to close. When, when God told Noah to build an ark because it was going to rain, in case you don't know, it had never rained in the earth ever. And he told Noah, build an ark because it's going to rain. Noah could have looked and said, what is that? Build an ark. It's going to rain. What? But all Noah did was obey God and start building the ark. As he's building the ark, people started coming by. Yo, what you doing? You know how we are. Yo, what you doing? God says it's going to rain, so he told me to build an ark because this is the way we're going to get saved from the flood that's going to take place. They walk away. Man, you crazy. What is going on with you? And they just go down the street playing dominoes, drinking their beer. Noah is crazy. He down here building an ark. You serious? Yeah. Let's go check it out. So more come. And they don't even go, go up and talk to him. They just stay far off. He really is building an ark. Man, what's up with him? He must be drinking something different from us. That's probably what they said about Noah. And so Noah building this ark. And then the day came. And the cloud came in the sky. And then everybody started saying, whoa, I ain't never seen the sky like this. Oh, oh. And now they start to think. You know what happens? They mind go back to Noah now. He probably was under something. You know what? I probably, let me go home and talk to my wife because we probably going to have to do something about this. But by the time they figured it out, it started raining. And God closed the door of the ark, not Noah. God closed the door of the ark. And for some of us, we come to church all the time and we sit around and we listen. And we think we have time. And we think that we're going to be okay. And we think that we're good people because we go to church. And we don't do anybody anything wrong. And we work our jobs and we bring our money on. We pay our bills and we do all, And we think we're good. But just like it was in the day of Noah, so it will be in the day of the coming of the Son of Man. The same situations will happen. We, the, the church and preachers, will be telling y'all Jesus is coming back. What are you talking about, preacher? Can't nobody come back in no sky? That's ridiculous. See, that's why I don't go to church, because they be talking crazy outlandish stuff that you know can't really happen. 
That's why I don't, that's why I don't get in that God stuff. Because they crazy. They did that back in Noah's days. And only Noah and his family got in the ark and they were saved. Everybody else that didn't get in the ark, they weren't saved. They drowned. Knowing God and knowing that God exists is not enough. We must glorify God. The psalmist says, I'm closing with this because y'all should know all this stuff. The psalmist says in Psalm 146 verse 1, praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. While I live, I praise the Lord. I will sing praises unto my God while I have any being. Psalms 148 verse 1 says, praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. Psalms 150 verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high symbols. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. If you have breath, you ought to glorify God. You ought to praise Him. God has been good to us. God has kept us. God has provided for us. God is our source. You ought to praise Him if you have breath in your lungs. You ought to bless Him if you have been blessed by Him. I will glorify the Lord. I will glorify him because I don't want my heart to be darkened. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to lose out on salvation. I will praise him. Come on, somebody. You don't want to just sit there. You don't just want to sit there. You want to give God praise. You want to glorify Him. You want to magnify Him. You want to honor Him. You want to lift up His name. Because He is worthy of all the praise. He is worthy of all the honor. We ought to glorify God. We ought to magnify the Lord. Because he's worthy. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is worthy of all our praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, 
Oh, somebody bless his name. The Lord is good. His mercy everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody ought to open up their mouth and give the Lord some praise. Don't just stand there, but open your mouth. Lift your voice and praise the King of Kings. Praise the Lord of Lords. Praise Him in the sanctuary. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the psaltery and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with string instruments and organs. Praise Him with the loud sound and cymbals. Praise Him. Oh, let everything. Hallelujah. 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 God, I will praise You. God, I will praise You. My lips will praise you. My heart will praise you. Oh, God, I will praise you from the depths of my soul. You have been good to me. You've been good to us. And we praise you. We praise you. We magnify your name. We glorify your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let everything, let everything, let everything that have breath If you have the breath of God in your lungs, and I'm sure we all do, why don't you praise Him? Why don't you praise ye the Lord? Hallelujah! 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 Jesus, we praise you. Jesus, we praise you. We will glorify Him. We will glorify Him. We will give Him the honor due to Him. We will give Him the honor that is due to Him. We will give Him the praise that is due to Him. We will sing songs of praises. We will play the instruments that will give Him praise. We will magnify the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Church, the more you praise Him, the more you become who He created you to be. The more you become who He created you to be. If you will praise Him, if you will give Him honor, if you will magnify His name. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, we're filled with gratitude. We're filled, oh, God, with thanksgiving in our heart. For you have been so good to us. You've been so good to us. Oh, God, I don't want my heart to be darkened. I don't want to be blind. I don't want to lack knowledge. I, Lord God, don't want to lose out on the gift of eternal life. I don't want to lose out on living the life that I'm supposed to live in you, Lord. Oh, God, I will praise you. Oh, God, I will bless your name. Oh, God, I will magnify your name. It's not good enough 
to just say, I'm aware of who he is. It's not good enough to say, I know about God, but you ought to praise him for all that you know. For what you know about God, you ought to thank him. And the more you thank him, the more he reveals himself to you. The more you praise him, the more he will show you more of him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Church, if God never did another thing for us, he still deserves the praise. He still deserves to be glorified because he has brought us a mighty long way. He has brought us to this point of our life, and he has so much more in store for us. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. No matter what you're going through, praise will bring you through. Praise will open up the doors for you. Praise will take you in a new dimension of God. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what the situation is. Praise will elevate you. Praise will take you above the circumstance and above the situation. Praise will lift you if you will just praise Him. Oh, will you go ahead and praise him? Your circumstance, don't hold God back. God is bigger than your circumstance. God is bigger than your situation. Will you praise him? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, receive the praise. And Lord, overshadow him. Overshadow him with the power of God. And Lord, he will not be the same again. Let the power of God overshadow your servants. Overshadow him, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Lord, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Thank the Lord. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voice, and praise the Lord. She comes, she just stood up. Elmer, bring her up to me. Brother and Sister Brown, come on up to me. Amen. in the book of Luke chapter 17 keep her right there we're going to pray for her in Luke chapter 17 we read the other night where there were 10 men that were lepers 
God spoke to them and told them, go show yourself to the priests and you will be made whole. One came back to appreciate God and thank God. And God gave him more than healing. Praise opened doors for more opportunities. Thanksgiving opened doors for more opportunities. A lot of times we treat God like we treat each other. And God is not like us. We're trying to be like him. But he is not like us. And what we do to God all the time is we wait for him to do something before we praise him. God is not like us. So to try to wait, well, God, if you will do this, I will praise you. Oftentimes, it's in your praise that you will experience great blessings from God. Because your faith, praise demonstrates your faith. So when you start praising God, what you're saying is, God, I know you're able. I know you're capable. And that's why I don't have to wait till you do something for me to praise you. You can wait for people to do something before you praise them because they're not God. But you don't have to wait. God's already shown us what he can do through creation. God has already shown us what he can do just by bringing us into existence. We don't have to wait to praise him. All we got to do is praise him. Even when we're in the heat of the battle, even when we're going through tough times, we just need to praise him. Because God is able to bring us through. God is able to work exceeding and abundant in our life above whatever we can ask or think. Listen, this precious lady right here, some of you don't know, but she lived in Jersey and Gainesville, Florida at the same time. So she spent some time down in Gainesville and some time up in here. And you know what's a great blessing to me? My really good friend, Pastor Jimmy Tony. That's who church she goes to when she's down there. Isn't that something? And while she's here, she's with us. And so I called him the other day and says, um, Miss Parker getting ready to come down. Uh, um, so you'll see her in a little bit. He got excited. Really? I said, yes, she told me. And so today is her last service here. She's going down for the winter. Isn't she blessed? <laughs> she's going down where it's nice and warm. She don't have to worry about all this winter stuff. That brother Scarlett, the weatherman, been predicting we're going to get a whole lot of stuff. So she's trying to stay out of the, the, the snow and all that. So we're going to miss Miss Parker until she come back up again. The Thomases are getting ready to travel uh, to Jamaica, and we want them to have safe travels. Um, they, the holiday season has started, and people are doing different things. And we just want to pray for all of you that God will continue to keep you safe and that God will bless you. So let's pray for them, for travel mercy, for God to touch them in their body, and for God to keep them and bring them back safely. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for Miss Parker today. Lord, you've given her to us that we may take care of us, take care of her. And it is such a privilege. It is so, such an honor to take care of this woman of God. Now, Lord, I ask that you will continue to keep your hands upon us, upon her, that no harm or danger will come to her, and that you'll touch her body, give her strength, Lord. Touch her mind and keep it sharp, Lord God. Bless her goings. Give her favor as she travel, Lord God. 
continue to keep her, uphold her, Lord God, that she will experience your power, your strength, and your healing virtue that flows through her body. We thank you for her, Lord God. And for the Browns, Lord God, I thank you for them. Give them safe travels, Lord God, that they will travel safe and return safe. Will you keep your hands upon them that no harm nor danger will come to them? I pray, Lord God, that you will shield them and guide them, provide for them, that, Lord, in all their travels, you will take them and bring them back safely. We ask you these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Thank you. God is good. Yes, ma'am. challenging. But God, I pray that you will touch this man and this woman, that your hands will be upon them, that you will give them wisdom, the right words to speak, Lord. Use them to be a comfort to the others, Lord God. I pray that you give them safe travels, that as they travel, you will take them and bring them back safely, that no harm or danger will come to them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, we got to glorify God. Two simple things that I talked about Wednesday and today. Don't be ungrateful. Be thankful. Even when things are not going the way you think they should go. Because your ways are not his ways. And so sometimes situations look really bleak. And you might think this is a mess. But still thank him and still praise him. Because you don't know what God is up to. Amen? Let's stand. I love you. And it's always so good to see your faces. Always so good to just be present together with you. I just thank God for this church family and all that he's doing in this church and in your lives. Thank you all for coming. Amen. I want to encourage you, try to make it out to Wednesday night Bible studies. Wednesday night Bible studies are really foundational. I go slow. I talk to you a little bit in explaining the word of God. And it gives you foundational support that you will know why you do what you do because it will be something that you have learned and not just something you heard. You will have learned it because you will see it in the scripture, what it's really saying. So try to put some more effort. Try to get here on Wednesday evenings. We're not here long. We get here at 730 and we're done by 845. So try to come out on Wednesday. Invite people out. Good to see all of you. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day and for allowing us all to come together to worship you, to glorify you, to praise you, Lord God. We're so privileged, and we want you to be honored in our lives, in all that we do. We want you to receive all the glory because all the glory belongs to you, O God. 
Father, as we go from this place today, we ask for travel mercies. We ask for safety. We ask for guidance and protection. Bless our homes and use us in our homes to be a blessing to others. Lord, until we come back together again, will you keep us, keep your hand upon us, and continue, Lord God, to help us to grow in who we are called and supposed to be. We give you the praise and the honor for all these things we pray in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you. Have a great rest of your day.